past months has been so hectic but fun. Tiring though. And let me explain why. I just, uh, my son, Luis, just got married. Yay! This is Luis and Katie. We love them so much. I'm so excited as a dad. You know, no dad is gets more excited than making sure that their children are in the right place. And what what better gift God has given to us and our family when we receive Katie Pastrana, now Mrs. Duque, my daughter-in-law. I love her so much. I look forward to seeing her again. They got married in Colombia. Here are some of the pictures in Colombia. We had tre- tremendous fun. I also have my son Liam, and uh, my grandson Liam rather, and my grandson Max. I was with them, babysitting for them, making sure they're okay. They're growing so fast and I miss them already. I'm back here in the Philippines and I'll be back in the States again a few months from now. You know, the church is growing. There's so many good things happening. We did our first service in California. Uh, we had almost 80 people attend California. And to all my California friends, we hope to see you again. Thank you for your hospitality. Uh, shout out to Errol and Joji Chrysostomo, who took me in and took good care of me. So, you know, I have family in California. Also, I have family in Florida. You know, my three children are there. So I'm just grateful to be back here in the Philippines. And I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person. In person. Wow. God is good. Today, I'm also excited because we're starting a brand new series entitled Practical Discipleship. Practical Discipleship. And I love this topic because it's very dear to my heart. This is actually my, how, how should I say it? It's a lifestyle that I've been doing. Discipleship may sound like a very religious word, but actually disciple is just training and teaching the word of God. But I want to talk about practical discipleship, why this is so important. So in the next four weeks, we will be talking about practical discipleship. Our key verse for today is found, uh, is found in Romans 10, 9 to 11. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and that it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I love this verse. You know, my personal testimony go way back. Um, how many years now? Uh, 30 plus, uh, 20, yeah, 30 years, almost 30 years now. I've been a Christian now for quite some time and it's just been a journey. It's not always easy, but it's the best life. You know, what does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to know God? You see, a lot of people know God in their heads. I knew God. I know about God, but I don't know him personally. And I don't have a personal relationship with God more before I met him. But when I met the Lord, things began to change in my life. You know, I was raised a Catholic and born Christian. I believe you know, they believe in the same God, but I was never, you know, having a relationship with God. I didn't have a relationship with God, not until I was 22. And I realized, oh my gosh, it's 38 years ago. Okay, you can compute my age. Okay, and 
I met God when I was 22. Before I met the Lord Jesus Christ. I know about him, you know, and I practice all these practices, but I never really had a relationship with God. Not until I was 22. You know what? I had a revelation from God. No one spoke to me about God. No one told me about God. I was just seeking God in the Bible. And for so many weeks, I couldn't find him. That is my testimony. Until one blissful evening, I heard God speak to me. Not in an audible voice, but in a voice that is real. You know, during that time, when I was 22, I was already successful in business. You know, I had my business going and it was doing great. I was comfortable. Then I realized, I thought before that if I had money, I'm going to be the happiest person on earth. And I do believe money makes you happy. You know, it's hard to be happy when you're hungry, right? I do believe that we need money, but money is not the cure-all. Money doesn't, you know, buy a lot of things like love, joy, and peace. Not until I met God. When I was there, I was seeking God. God spoke to me, and I heard him in a voice that says, You know, Jay, I love you. I don't know if you've heard God tell you he loves you. For the first time in my life, I felt God's love. And I said, God, you know, I was answering him in my mind. I said, God, but you don't know me. And he said, I know you. The Bible says, even before you were knitted in your mother's womb, I already foreknew you. And then I answered back, I said, God, but God, I'm, I messed up. I messed up, God. You don't, you know, I have so many sins. And God said, I forgive you. I forgive all your sins. Don't dwell on it. But God, you don't know how grave my sins are. He says, I know, but I love you anyway. Jay, I don't love you because of good deeds or good things you do. I love you in spite of. And I started weeping that night. This was 38 years ago. I started weeping and I started crying. And I said, Lord, I love you. And he says, Jay, I died for you. I died for you. All you have to do is believe in me. Make me your savior. I'm here to save you. So that one day when you die, which you will, and everybody will, he said, I promise you, you will be with me. Then I started crying. And you know what? Ever since that night to this day, I am never the same person again. It wasn't just a feeling, but it was the knowledge of God, not just in my head, but it dropped to my heart. They say that the, your, the, you know, it's the longest foot is from your head to your heart. It's when God reveals things to you. And from that day on, I realized, man, I know this God. And you know what? I wanted to know him more. So in my hunger, in my desire to know him more, I went to a church where they taught the Bible and I was just eating the Bible. As if, as if I was, you know, starving. You know, when your body is physically starving, you want to eat a lot. It's the same. I, there was this spiritual hunger in me to want to know this God more. And then this verse again, it says, if you confess Jesus is Lord, I know there is a God. And I realize there is a God who made the heavens and the earth. And from that evening on, I believe in my heart. And I also believe that he raised, God raised him from the dead. And he says, if you believe that God raised me from the dead, Jay, you will be saved. You know, 2,000 years ago, God 
went to planet Earth and he died for our sins. I'm going to be explaining this in a while. So I believed, I began to believe. And again, you know, you go on with your life and you fall again, you sin again, and you make mistakes again. But the difference was, I was a new creation. I can, I can now understand spiritual things. You see, it's hard to understand spiritual things until you are born of the Spirit. I believe that evening I was born again. As if my old self died and a new me came out. I began to ask my sister-in-law, Carol. I asked her one question and, you know, she had an amazing answer. I said, Carol, you know, I didn't know Jesus before and I was a sinner. I sin left and right. I do stupid stuff. In fact, when I was a sinner and messed up, I even planned to sin. It's in my calendar. Okay, three weeks from now, we're going to sin. We're going to do this. I'm crazy. It's crazy. And then I asked her, what's the difference between a person who sins and a person who is a sinner? Because I'm still, you know, I'm still a, a person who, I still sin. And she said this. She said, Jay, do you drive? And I said, yeah, I drive. Are you a driver? Are you a chauffeur? I said, no. Okay. Jay, do you sing? Oh, yes. I sing in the toilet. <laughs> but are you, a, are you a professional singer? And I said, no. You get the point. Jay, before you were a sinner, you were a professional sinner. But now you're no longer a professional sinner. You're just a person who sins once in a while. And the real the real difference I realize is the more you know God, the more you hate sin. Sometimes we're tempted, you know, we're deceived, but you hate it. And you don't want to sin again because you don't want to please God. It's no longer a law to follow God. Before, when I didn't know God, it was just all rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. But now you don't want to displease God. Because you love God and you don't want to displease and you hate sin. So there's another verse in the Bible. I used to think that, you know, there's a lot of, I was good. I, you know, in the past, I was a good person. Then I read this in the Bible. It says, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. This is in Romans 3. Not even one. You know, I realized today as I've lived this, I lived here in this planet, I realized there's really no one that's good. I think the more right or truthful way to say it is everybody is a sinner trying their best to do good. Everyone does bad. The, the default system is for us to sin because we're selfish creatures, right? Always think of ourselves, myself. We don't think of others. But we do our best to be good. So we're sinners trying to be good rather than good people, you know, trying to make mistakes or making mistakes once in a while. But really, I want to share this with you, that practical discipleship, discipleship doesn't begin until first you become a believer. You know, I was a believer for a long time. But then somebody came to me and said, Jay, do you want to know more about God? And I realized I need a mentor. I need somebody who will teach me the word of God. And I'm so blessed that I had several, if not more than two, uh, people who mentored me as I grew in the Lord. I also realized in my Christian walk, because I've been a Christian for 38 years now, I realized that you can be 
a Christian for 30 years and have the maturity of a three-year-old Christian, or you can be a three-year-old Christian and have the maturity of a 38-year-old Christian if there is discipleship. A lot of Christians today, they end up becoming just believers. Believers. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe that I will go to heaven, but they were never discipled. I also believe that God wants us to be victorious here on earth. Not just go to heaven, but have an abundant life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life to the full. And he was referring to our life here on earth. Do you realize that you can be a Christian and still be defeated? There's a lot of defeated Christians. And me too, once in a while I get defeated. But there are other Christians that live a miserable life, not because God's not good, but because they were not discipled. So this word I'm going to be using for the next four weeks is simply a disciple is a student of the word. A disciple is somebody who wants to learn the word. The key there, the key word there is he desires to know the word. He desires to get closer to God. There's a saying, salvation is a gift. Intimacy with God is a choice. And for you to become intimate with God, you need somebody to help you in your spiritual walk. And this is all about discipleship. But before I we, we talk about discipleship, I want to talk first about what is the gospel. People are always talking about the gospel. Well, the gospel is simply, gospel in Greek means good news. And again, what is the good news? You know, Jesus dying is not good news, right? But what is the good news? Why are people, you know, sharing the gospel to people? Why is it such the best news in the world? Well, it's the best news because by faith, if we, you know, if we receive Jesus, you know, we will go to heaven. Wow. I always say my story that, you know, 11 years ago, my dad died, passed away. He passed away and I miss him. I miss him. But I'm not totally sad because I know where he is at. I also know that one day I'll be with him also. It's like a grand reunion. But what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that God became man. God became man 2,000 years ago. Okay, when you're living in 2023, it means 2023 A.D. What does A.D. mean? It means Anno Domini, okay? It is the life of Christ, okay? Anno Domini, very important, okay? So, 2,023 years ago, Jesus was born. And he, he lived a life that we should have lived. A life that is perfect, you know? That's holy. That's the life we should have lived, but we couldn't live that. He lived it, a life that is perfect. And he died a death that we should have died. We don't deserve, you know, Jesus didn't deserve to go to hell. We do. But Jesus went to hell for our sakes. He paid the penalty for our sins. He had to die. And then on the third day, while he was there, he was on, in hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead, proving that he is the son of the living God, the one true God. All other gods that you're talking about, they're all dead today. There's only one person who lived again and who will live forever. It's God, Jesus Christ. Today, he is offering to you the gift of salvation. If you haven't experienced God in your life, if you're, you're experiencing turmoil and you're going through tough times, you know the real solution is God. I realize 
that the real solution, the problems of this world, is God himself. He knows the answer, that if only you will be discipled, if only you will be taught the word of God, you can have an abundant life. Today, he's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He's there. He's not dead. He's alive. God is alive, folks. God is alive. We believe by faith, but I don't see him. Well, I don't see him too. Just like the wind, you know, can't see it, but you know it's there, right? There are a lot of things that are invisible that are more real than the visible. I'll give you an example. Love. You can't see love, but you know when it's expressed to you, you can feel it. Joy. You can't, you know, you can't. Where's joy? I can't see joy. I have a friend. His name is jo- Her name is Joy. <laughs> no, but joy, you can't see joy. But somehow, sometimes you feel joy in your heart because there are spiritual things just like God. He is with you whether you believe it or not. So today, folks, as we start this series on discipleship, I hope you watch the next three. It's going to be amazing series. But I just want you to know that God loves you so much. Amen? 